Hello, everybody. Welcome to another special episode of King of Anime Podcast. This time, episode number 99.9, because that, because we have to have 100 with everybody on it. So um, I, this the official title for this is actually King of Anime Podcast number 99.99. You cannot kill slash pass. It's a reference right. to Evangelion. For anyone not in the know. EA! Introduce yourself. What is up? Hey, hey, it is me, Everything Animated. I am the co-host of this wonderful podcast. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I guess you could say I'm kind of turned around on Demon Slayer since last we spoke of it, which was, what, two years ago? Yeah, just about. A little over a year, at least. Um, yeah, the famously, uh, infamously, maybe would be the more correct phrasing. Uh, we killed the show at like episode 14, yeah. right before it got really good. I think we were just kind of sick of the rigmarole of watching Shonen Weekly. And I think, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was sick. I was sick of, of Tangerine constantly just, no, don't do it. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just. Just cut his fucking head off. I I, I don't want to hear. Kaijobu Nezuko. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Nezuko super kawaii talk was also <laughs> kind of ridiculous at some point. But yeah, it got like a lot better after this because then the, the spider monster and freaking we got to see all the other uh, pillars, I guess is what they're called. Yeah. And yeah, I I was just like, okay. Why couldn't this be in the other parts of the show when yeah, we were watching like, it? Like, why do we deal with the swamp demon and all that stuff? Like, that stuff is really annoying to me. I, I didn't mm-hmm. really enjoy any of that at all. <laughs> so, uh, this film, on the other hand, I think makes a big improvement on a lot of the aspects that I didn't like. Um, but I think that's just because it's, an, it's a film format. But as for, like, what came afterwards for me... Um, I'm going to make, I'm currently in my rewatch, but based off, uh, what, when I actually finished it, it's, 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 um, I'd say, you know, outside of all of the hype surrounding Demon Slayer, um, it's, it's a good show. It's a good show. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a good show too. I just, and this might offend some people, (laughs) but I personally think it's, possibly one of the most overhyped shows i've ever seen oh for sure it's like i I can understand why people like demon slayer it's fun it's entertaining it's a basic kind of shonen maybe with a little more pizzazz and whatever but i feel like sometimes the the crowds or the fans could get a little overhyped on this show just because well I don't know. Just, just, just what they say about it. it's like, oh, it's the greatest show ever. Have you seen this? It's like I've I've seen some shows, yeah, <laughs> and I've seen some some other aspects of shows done exactly the same, if not a little better. But I don't. I guess I can't say I hate Demon Slayer now. It's just I don't know. Maybe I just don't understand the hype and and what puts this one above all others because I feel like, and I was telling you this the other day. Like Jujutsu Kaisen could be just as popular as this one, 
if, if given the right circumstance. Just, but uh, yeah. for some reason, Demon Slayer is just put on this pedestal. <laughs> yeah, um, and we we talked a little bit about this last night. I think that has a lot to do with just how much it's just blown up, just in general. Yeah. Like it, like it's it's almost un, like you can't even explain it how much like Demon Slayer has went from this manga that I've heard people talk about as like mediocre and kind of eh in the very beginning. Cause I remember when it first started publishing, people didn't really care too much about this. And then maybe it was Mugen train. Maybe it was this arc in the manga where people were like, Holy crap. Yeah. Like this is, this is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, that's, that's my best guess, but it's, it's just, it's, 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 how do you even describe Demon Slayer success? I mean, it trumps everything in volume sales and its manga form. It's as I have people outside mowing lawn, so that's fun. <laughs> um, it's, it's animes literally... is like extremely popular. I mean, it's crazy. But um, yeah. want to say hello to everybody that came that is out in the chat. Um, Sin- Silent Wolf, what's going on, Mister Hlum? Hello. Uh, Talha Nor, what's up? Gojo's Domain, Scarlet Disaster. How's everybody doing? Um, also want to say if you're if you're just arriving to the stream, make sure to give the stream a like and share it out with your friends. That's how we uh, get the podcast out to people. That's how people actually watch our stuff. So if you could do that, would greatly appreciate it. But uh, yeah, so this film is the sequel to said anime series. Kimetsu no uh, Yaiba Demon Slayer. Yeah, it ended ex- like right where Demon Slayer the series ended is where this movie takes uh, it takes off <laughs> right yeah. from there. And I uh, I got to admit, as much as I find I guess like his side characters annoying in the regular show, even after the you know finishing up the show i still kind of found them annoying i gotta admit uh i I remember i wrote down the names that way i wouldn't call them pig face and lemon head (laughs) (laughs) zenitsu Uh, and uh inosuke inosuke and yeah zenitsu not as bad especially inosuke they're amazing we'll we'll talk about that uh for sure when we get into it because this this film has a lot of really cool aspects to it but uh so this is, uh, once again, by Ufo Table, known for Fate, that really bad Gyo adaptation, and of course, Tax Evasion. Um, and leads into, uh, this movie actually leads into a sequel as well, um, which season two is coming sometime in 2021. I imagine the fall season. Oh my god, when that show comes out, everybody's gonna be salivating just to get their hands on it. Oh yeah, I'm actually pretty excited for season two after this film. <laughs> I I am too. Very excited. Um so I want to ask you what what do you think this film made in box office domestically? So like over over here. You over here in America? Uh Well, let's see. Pandemic going on. Uh, I don't know anime. It, I mean, it's popular, but probably not as popular. I'm gonna throw a number out there and say like 20 mil, 27 million. Oh wow! De- 
And that's, that's just that's, that's just good. From, yeah, that's just the opening week. In Japan, wow. it's made three hundred and sixty-eight million dollars worldwide. Four hundred and twenty-two million. God. To compare that <sighs> to other popular films, and the same amount of and and keep in mind, this is like over you know a couple weeks for these films. Spirited Away grossed mm-hmm. three hundred and eighty-three million. Your name, three hundred and seventy-five million. I love that movie. This film is so popular; it, it's it's quickly become the biggest film in Japan. And and that's just in a short amount of time, and that's during a pandemic. And I, wow, <laughs> <laughs> dude, it, like it's like you can't explain like like. It's almost supernatural how how popular this series is. It's it's crazy. Imagine um, if this show, or sorry, imagine if this movie came out and there was no pandemic. This thing would probably be, you know, there would be probably no end in sight to how much money this sucker would get. Dude, dude, it would be, I'm going to go see the movie next week, like in theaters. That is yeah. like... I've never done that for an anime film before. And as well, I'm I'm going to go see it with my mother, who's interested in it. <laughs> yeah, for Mother's what? Day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a <don't>... present. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, let's get into the actual anime itself. The story, uh, so there's this train where a bunch of disappearances have been happen- happening, and so they bring in... Um, of course, Tanjiro, Zenitsu, Inosuke, Nezuko, and to deal with this. But as well, the flame Hashira, Rengoku. Um, and it turns out that the person behind this is actually one is a lower is one of the lower demons. I think he's a lower one in Mu. And his ability is pretty cool because he like puts people to sleep and makes them dream eternally about you know like this this perfect dream or you know an experience they've had before that brings them true happiness and basically makes them relive their past. What did you think about the setup to the story and, and in Mu? Uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, you had all the characters just on it. Tr- <laughs> I like the introduction to what's his name? Rengoku. Yeah. Rengoku. Uh, Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, or the the English dub, he's just saying tasty, tasty. <laughs> but it was Japanese. Oh my, oh my! <laughs> he's just shouting at the rooftop just how delicious the food is, and it's just so so funny. Like I mean, not to say, I don't know. I, I'm he, he ate like a humongous tray of these <laughs> these freaking foods, which is ridiculous. Freaking Inosuke is just so infatuated by the train, just, 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 you know, <laughs> going. I let me outside. I can wait. <laughs> Whoever does the dub for this guy's, like the English dub for this guy's voice, they they, they nailed it. Like I personally think he's a perfect fit. I think the dub itself is actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So before we get mad and say the dub's bad for no reason, even though they've never watched the dub, um, the dub for for this movie is is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's really good. Phenomenal. Um and, and Johnny Von Bosch is even in this. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um 
um, I know the anime series got Steve Blum to play one of the demons earlier on. Oh, um, and I was actually disappointed with the English dub in the TV series, but I think I'm going to go back and give it another shot after this. Yeah. I think the same guy who does Deku's voice in the English dub also is Tangerine's voice, which I thought was really neat too. They just kind of fit each, each other perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody like pulls their weight in this dub. It's very well directed. It's very well voice acted. Um, I don't know who did the directing and ADRing for this, but they deserve a raise. <laughs> yes, but I guess, but I guess back to the point. Um, I thought the setup was really neat. It almost kind of reminded me of anime with Inception, kind of in a way, because of just how it's like, oh, they have they're in their dreams and they're gonna do something, but. Uh, the villain, other than the fact that he's got this creepy hand that just clicks every once in a while when it closes its mouth on the mouth hand is is just disturbing. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but um, uh, I just think it's a really interesting uh, way to take down your enemies. Just basically knock them out, kind of like give them that little it's almost like a carrot dangling where it's like here's your life here's your life and then he just goes ahead and just 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 messes with them in the most disgusting way and just kills them so it's it's one of those like this is your dream life this is what you get it all get (laughs) it all just kind of like a little bait and switch it's all you know turn to flames and then just takes your life kind of messed up if i do say so myself but yeah and, and then and then his ability to fuse with i guess it's it doesn't necessarily have to be the train it could just be anything that has his blood on it or something mm-hmm. yeah so but <laughs> just seeing his body as a floating head <laughs> What's kind of goofy, but other than that, it's an interesting, definitely very interesting power. I, a unique villain, if I do say so myself. Um, Scarlet Disaster says the setup of the demon powers was executed pretty great, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it the, not only the setup, but I think just where it led into, like all the like. Th- I think what makes this movie resonate so well isn't what happens at the very end in that last big climactic battle with Rengoku and Akasa, but uh, it's it's what happens when Inmu uses his powers and you see all of our characters' pasts. And, and what I think is actually really interesting is in the first couple episodes, we kind of saw Tanjiro's backstory. And I think even though we've already seen it, it's just as you know powerful the second time around, which I think is a... It's a really good accomplishment for a series to retread some of that and to make it interesting a second time. And they, I think they spend more with Tanjiro's past than they do other characters, which is even more interesting. I just thought all that was really cool. Um, What do you think about Rengoku, though? Because for me, easily, easily, he stole the whole movie. Well, yeah. Absolutely. He's badass and strong and powerful. Uh, I didn't know what to make of him until the second half of the movie. It's it's 
the this movie's kind of strange. Like you have the first part with the train, then it feels like the last thirty minutes just or forty five just kind of turns into a completely different movie. It does, yeah. Because, yeah, and then that, in my opinion, is probably the highlight of the whole movie. Is just Rengoku. You see, it it, it it touches a little bit of his past, which I thought was nice because. At least, I don't think we really got to know most of these pillars. I mean, some of them we did, you know, like Shinobu and and the girl that Shinobu took in who never spoke. Yeah, thank you. I'm bad with names. But uh, yeah, we we got to know those people and a few here and there, but we never really got to know Rengoku until until this uh, movie, which... I guess you could say he just kind of put a lot of things into perspective and yeah he stole the show towards the end when you just see probably one of the best animated fights i've ever seen i mean oh, yeah. it's 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 definitely up there with super broly and some other films that i've seen but it's it's it, it was incredible <laughs> oh yeah i i think every single action sequence in this film <laughs> is like and I don't want to like shoo shoo or you know or um like uh undersell a lot of the stuff that happened in the actual anime itself. And I mean this in the best way possible. Every single like sequence in this film was better than every single action sequence in the anime, in my opinion. Just oh, yeah. from and, and not just from an animation perspective, but from a story perspective and and how they paced it and. Like, like the last fight, for example, was just insane. But you mentioned, I actually want to talk about Rengoku's dream a little bit because I thought his was really interesting. Because his is, he starts back talking to his father about becoming a Hashira. And his father, like, he's he's excited to tell his father. It seems like his father, he looks up to his father quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he doesn't care. And he projects those same feelings onto both of his sons. He because he has a little brother, uh, Rengoku, named uh, I forget, they pronounce it somewhat differently from how it's spelled, so I, I can't remember. But Shinjiro. And it turns out in the past, his father was actually a very passionate person, but lost all of his enthusiasm. Basically, lost his spark. Seemingly, when their mother died. So after that, he's kind of just been wasting away and not really taking care of himself. And what I like about this scene is after his father tells him that he's never going to be anything and never amount to anything and it doesn't matter, he goes to tell his little brother to, like, you know, like, he believes in him and to keep his passion and, you know, fight for his dreams. And I thought that that whole thing was just so well-written and well-done. Yeah. Yeah, that was... It was well. It, it, they did that whole thing so well, very touching, and uh, just made it that much more impactful. Whenever we got to that, you know what happened at the very end of of the movie, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I. Well, I guess we'll talk about that more later. We'll probably save that for last because it's just such right. a big moment that leads into so much other stuff, but. What did you think about the other dreams? <laughs> uh, 
Tanjiro, yeah, makes sense. You know, he's with his family. They're alive. So happy. And we get Nezuko talking. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Speaking words. She talks in this film. And I was like, oh, my God, she has a voice. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we um, get, as, you know, Van Halen would say, we get the best of both worlds, though, because when she wakes up and she headbutts Tanjiro <laughs> and, like, she cuts her head open. She, she just, she, yeah. gives, she gives the angriest, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then she just burns him. (laughs) Burns him with her blood, which is metal as fuck. Uh, His was good. Freaking uh, Lemonhead's dream is nothing more than just... See, I thought that was hilarious. Him him protecting Nezuko? (laughs) Yeah, he, he... So they're like in this clearing, and... Inosuke's like, Nezuko, there's a there's there's like a a a, a river up ahead. What are we gonna do? We have to swim. Nezuko's Nezuko's like, but I can't swim. Sunitsu <laughs> freaks out. And so he's like, I'll carry you, Nezuko. <laughs> it, it's just their faces. It's so funny. I I love it. Um I like Inosuke's as well, though. Yeah, Inosuke's dream, he's just, what is he doing? He's just mining for gold? He's, like, (laughs) in a cave, and they're just, like, looking for something. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, and Panjiro and Chuitsu show up, which is the, you know, Tangerine and, you know, um, Zenitsu as, like, uh, Tanaki. Yeah, freaking, it's just... I don't know, like, the dreams were funny. Uh, I like how all of these, I guess they were just, like, subordinates that were just trying to have good dreams themselves because they were forced into doing it. Yeah, none See, of them that was interesting, it. yeah. Yeah, none of them could, could get the, I guess, like, spark or whatever they were trying to go for. Freaking Rengoku in his sleep was choking people. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and just everyone else like it's like i can't like inosuke's dream he's just like he this fights weird a train thing. they're the the, <laughs> the train is sleeping and that's like they're trying to fight the train that's inosuke. yeah that's that's what that was i just thought that was so freaking hilarious because it's just like i knew this train was evil let's go get this train oh god i love his dub voice his du- his dub voice fits him perfectly. <laughs> so good, so good. Uh, which is which is it's funny we're speaking so positively about Inosuke because I remember when we covered it weekly on KOA that was like oh my God. the biggest like like I remember we hated Inosuke. He was so one dimensional. All he wanted to do was fight and be better than people. I was just like this guy's annoying. And I thought the same thing for Zenitsu. He was just a big old crybaby. Yeah, I, it, I, it just... I think it goes to show how, how important presentation is for some of these characters. Right. Right, right, exactly. Freaking just... I don't know. I, like, I wish they could have shown their better selves later on, but early on we just had Zenitsu... You know, just crying and begging, please marry me! I, I, like, <laughs> that right away... 
turned me off to him dude. so much. Dude, I yeah, when I remember seeing him and just being very worried. <laughs> um but but I think it's great, you know, that that these characters are now just like to me they're so much more enjoyable than ever before and I hope that's the way it continues in the anime. Yeah, I hope so too. Um so you were you were bringing up the kids though. I think these like are a really cool supporting cast. Like these these children because like you don't like they're obviously like doing really bad acts, but you can understand why they would like fall to this level and be brainwashed by Inmu to do these things. And I think that makes them sympathetic and it makes you want to root for them to, you know, be saved. And <laughs> besides what happens to the girl with Rengoku, uh, you know, they both make it, they all make it out pretty, pretty well off. I think, um, which is another thing is like, they saved all the 200 passengers, which is pretty great. So, yeah. so everybody, uh, besides Rengoku, made it out pretty good. <laughs> so maybe not yeah. all 200 were safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody was saved except for one. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, I know. I like the way they, they tried to do it as well. Like, they went into the dreams of these other people, and they had to find the threshold of the dream and then cut through that to find the soul of the person. And I like how like I there was like this thing like with the souls looking different and that was really interesting. That's that's another thing is about Demon Slayer in general that I really like is they're really big on what do colors mean and playing up, you know, all, all the different colors of these characters. And I think that's mm-hmm. a really cool aspect. Yeah, very, uh, very, very pretty. <laughs> if nothing else, just really, really awesome. But yeah, I totally agree. So I, I've seen in the chat, Zenitsu came to help Nezuko. And I was like, yes, Zenitsu is sleeping. That's right. He only gets like badass when he falls asleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. Zenitsu, so it, that's it, his thing. It's just, it's just like perfect for him it's like oh you're gonna have me go to sleep well i'm just about to fuck shit up <laughs> yeah that was the cool thing like when when they first introduced that in the anime it was like a really cool twist i think because he just like yeah it, getting it murdered. made him <laughs> it made him bearable because you know i'm like why does he even want to be a demon slayer oh that's right he was forced into it he doesn't really technically even want to so what can he even do can he do anything but then yeah i saw that i remember seeing that scene where he just goes really really fast and it's just like with lightning right because he got struck by lightning for some reason (laughs) got turned yellow which is stupid (laughs) but it works (laughs) <laughs> right and then that's how he goes like really really fast <laughs> he's so like Sonic okay fast. interesting right you're too slow oh man um mr lum says 200 saved one death karitsugu approves if you don't know that's a fate <laughs> reference karitsugu is like a hero of justice or whatever and his whole thing is like 
if I save the most people, then that's good. So, like, he will willingly sacrifice a group of five people in front of him to save ten people that are, like, Damn. yeah, n- not much of a hero. <laughs> but that that is that is Karitsugu. Uh which, which um, you know, as a side note, uh, people love this way more than the third Heaven's Feel film. Apparently that didn't turn out really well. We'll talk about that. I will talk about that later on when I actually watch that film. So, um, before, you know, the big fight with Rengoku and the, the upper third, um, what did you think about, um, the fight on the train with Inmu and Tanjiro and the others? I thought it was neat. Definitely. Everyone got to shine in the fight. Rengoku was taking care of everything inside uh, you know, he had Nezuko and uh, Zenetsu just, 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 just also taking their own carts or whatever. So, uh, when it came to, uh, first of all, <laughs> I think uh, Enmu kind of left himself exposed a little bit too easily because for someone who's trying to protect themselves, it's like, where's where's the head of the demon? Oh, it's at the front of the train. Why not be more? slick with it and be like all the way in the back or something <laughs> yeah. but no he wants to he wants to do it where it's in the obvious spot but anyway you know you have tanjiro and uh inosuke taking it on which was a cool dynamic because inosuke couldn't get messed up by the eyes that constantly kept putting Ta- uh, tanjiro to sleep and his way of going about things was cool too because he found out how to break the curse which was in your dream you had to slice your own neck and yeah. I, I loved how he was he was doing it so much to the point where he literally almost did it to himself in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it took it took Inosuke to say, Hey, no, you're you're not dreaming. <laughs> you <laughs> snap out of it. Yeah, that that was a really cool aspect. Um and I wonder how committing suicide, you know, dozens of times. I wonder how that will affect Tanjiro's character in the future because that's, you know, he took a very big leap of faith the first time he did it. And then he just like, like, I think the last time we saw him do it, like his family was like, why did you let them kill us? It should have been you Tanjiro. Like, like, (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry guys. Gotta go slice. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sad. So very sad. Um, Silent Wolf. uh, Silent Wolf says Zenitsu has a lot of opportunity to become a great character. It's just that the story does not give the right development to his character. And I think that's, yeah, I think from like a, you know, a a top view down perspective, that's definitely kind of what it is, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it all, I guess, kind of like leading into. <clears throat> excuse me, whenever they, they were going to take on Enmu and cut off the head, it almost sort of reminded me of Attack on Titan in a way because it was just like, it looked like a spinal column whenever they uplifted that part of the train. Yeah. I know they were going for the head. I was like, oh, that's the neck. That's that's the, uh, that's the Titan neck. You got to just slice it right there. It's perfect or whatever. But yeah, that was, that was a really cool scene. When, when, when they defeated it so easily and then Enmu, you know, was like fading away, I'm like, 
that can't be it <laughs> there's still yeah. all this there's still all this left in the movie why uh why in the world is yeah. something else has to happen yeah and then you're like wait we have this whole hashira who's on the train it's like one of the most powerful characters in all of demon slayer right and he wasn't even <laughs> the one to defeat him yeah. I, I i thought that was kind of the same too i'm like yeah yeah you're like well, something's going on here like like he had like he, it's gonna involve him and sure enough it does but uh i think that fight with inmu and tanjiro was really really good just because of uh just because of you know the the implementation of his ability and how well it worked and how they ended up using it like how or how he ended up using it to his advantage and then eventually once you kind of like crack how it works like they are immediately able to every single time just completely do away with it and and it's not an issue anymore and that's kind of his downfall is you're very reliant on the people to to be to wound up in that dream to know it's like not a dream and it's and i like the mechanics of it too in that sense because it actually works kind of like how an actual dream works so like when you i like when he starts to notice like almost immediately like he says he picks up that uh tanjiro picks up that uh basket or whatever and he's like all right nezuko we're off and, and he's like wait a second why am i saying that <laughs> And, it, and it's like an actual dream. It's like, it's like right. when you start to wake up in a dream and then eventually he, you know, gets his sword and stuff back. And the one thing, what is the, like when you're having a really bad dream or a, a vivid dream, what is usually something that wakes you up? You dying in the dream. Yeah. So yeah, freaking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So I, 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 uh, I like I that. hate dreams that are just so vivid like that. You ever have dreams that are like like so real that yeah. whenever you wake up you start to question, did that really happen? Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden you go, Okay, no, that didn't happen. That that was that was a dream, I think. <laughs> I, those those are the kind of dreams I hate the most. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we're about halfway into the stream we're we're about to get into the, the the juicy stuff of the movie so if you guys haven't already be sure to like the podcast um share it out you with your friends on twitter movie, if you haven't seen this movie yet yeah we're going to be talking deep spoilers here oh so yeah yeah the, the very chance definitely uh hello holographic uh hello lightning hello everybody that's just joined uh here's a uh, interesting question that i think is an interesting one to see uh tall Norris says uh do you think uh demon slayer will surpass attack on titan's popularity i think it's right there like it's i th i th yeah i think well first of all attack on titan is done now as far as the manga is concerned yeah uh demon slayer is still going on i definitely think it's going to eclipse it and i think one of these days it may even become one of the best. If yeah, not, if it hasn't been already, according to Funimation. <laughs> <laughs> Anime of the decade. Um, right. Hollis <laughs> uh, says, why the hell are you streaming at 6 a.m. for me? I don't know, time zones. <laughs> why don't you ever sleep, Hollow? 
Hollow also says Rengoku is a great character. So Hollow approves of Rengoku. That means we all can finally like Rengoku. Oh, thank God. Everybody come in. Rengoku's great now. <laughs> we said it first. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Hlum says, I don't know. Tanjiro's family is like Disposable 1, Disposable 2, Disposable 3. And Nezuko <laughs> in the, is the anime for me. Did this movie at least make you care for them? Uh, it made me care for all of their family. I think this is really yeah. the first time we got to see their family in this kind of setting. And yeah, Nezuko for me was like perfect implementation. This is like the way that I would prefer to see Nezuko in the anime, <laughs> like actually talking and, and being instead a, of, mm-hmm. or, or just doing like hilarious stuff like headbutting Tanjiro while he's asleep. <laughs> Like she was in burning them. Yeah. For the whole movie, I was like, like literally every single scene. I was like, when is she going to come out of her box and kick somebody in the head? When, when is that going to happen? She's going to kick this guy's head off. It never happened. And I, and I was so surprised and I thought that was great that they didn't rely on that again because they did it so many times in the anime. Oh, the point come on. Where... You're, you're telling me you didn't want small Nezuko to run around with her clothes being so big and adorable? Come on, you gotta <laughs> give the people what they want. Well, to be fair, <laughs> I mean, uh, some people like that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Uh, Scarlet Disaster says, the demon of the dreams kind of disappointed me. I'm not saying the fight should be longer, but it would have been great to see him in more arcs or vital to the development of the main cast. And yeah, I, I guess I kind of mentioned like, like the effects of Tanjiro committing suicide so many times and how that would affect his character. I would like to see that carried forward. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't. I wouldn't hmm. mind if it doesn't, but I think it would be really cool if that's the effects of Inmu in season two is Tanjiro maybe hardens up a little bit or has to deal with some of the side effects of losing Ren Goku, but as well dealing with his fight with Inmu. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it's very possible to do that because Demon Slayer has shown, they've shown in this film that when when a character is in a battle and they get hurt, it matters. And it plays into everything the character does from then on out. It's not like Dragon Ball where Goku's like, oh my god, my ribs are shattered, and then just ignores it. Like, there's actual... Give me a sensu bean. Yeah, yeah, like, like at the end of the film, Tanjiro has broken ribs and he screams at the bottom of his lungs and you have to like take into account that he's doing that with broken ribs and he throws a sword like like it's just some crazy stuff that he is able to do and it's believable was that his sword that he threw yeah well now it's not coming back no (laughs) i hope that uh, um, i imagine he may have to get a new one or something like that but maybe he's gonna Oh, I was going to say, he, maybe he'd have Rengoku's sword, but it broke, so... Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's the... You know, that one was 
just thrown to the side, so maybe he can find the blade or something like that and use that one. He almost, he almost got the dude. He almost got him. He he was right up in his neck yeah. and everything. But yeah. if only he was just that a little stronger and wasn't bleeding to death and didn't have a giant hole in his stomach, he could have got him. I imagine. But, yeah. I imagine they'll find the blade and return it to his father, and they'll give it to Shinjiro. Or, and here's a theory of mine, since since Tanjiro went ahead and threw his sword like a idiot, it's gonna Tanjiro's gonna get Rengoku's sword now. He's gonna get it from the neck. He's gonna become and he's the gonna flame claim Hashira. it back. Yeah, he's gonna become <laughs> the new even though he does water techniques, he's gonna become the new flame. Yeah. He's gonna use water and flames at the same time. It's gonna be great. I know he's gonna be like uh, my guy in uh, my hero. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, just catching up with the chat here. Um, uh, holographic says Rengoku as a Hashira is truly a great character. Humble, quick to aid others, and selfless. Truly fitting of the title of a pillar. He is. He really is. Uh, Holographic also says, Inmu is a lower moon. The chances of him escaping a Hashira are quite low. So there you go. Um, Alright. Then there's Bill. Yeah. <laughs> there's Billy. <laughs> and then there's Bill. Um, so let's, uh, get into the, 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 the great parts of this film, which is, mm-hmm. um, the upper third, Akasa, I believe his name is fighting Rengoku in, in a, just an incredible fight. What did you, what did you think about this? I mean, what more can you really say other than it really is an incredible balls to the walls, just unapologetic, nonstop, freaking, just badassery of of fights. I mean, oh my, yeah. I, I I I had a feeling it was going to get great just as soon as, just as soon as Rengoku was like, "Stay back, everyone. Let me handle this." Oh. That freaking demon, though who has, like, the abilities of Piccolo times a thousand, just regenerating just super instantly is just... I I have to kind of commend the uh, <laughs> the villain in a way, just because he wasn't like the typical just, I'm going to kill you and, and, and twist my beard as I'm telling you how evil I am. No, he he... I mean, yeah, he was evil, don't get me wrong, but he had a way about him where he just... He was happy to fight. He was so excited. But the whole time, he's literally trying to convince the dude become a demon because this is a waste <laughs> of your potential. And I almost feel like he was believable in a way where he'd be like, yeah, I won't kill it. Just become a demon. And then we can keep doing this and we right. can fight forever and get stronger. Yeah. I, I think if he would have said, right. I mean, I know he wasn't ever going to, but I think the fact that if... uh all he was, okay, fine, yeah, I'll become a demon. He would have stopped right then and there and be like, you know, put his arm around and be like, hey, this is my new guy. Let's go ahead and get some drinks as you become a demon or something stupid like that. 
but yeah very interesting um demon and villain and just all around a fantastical fight yeah yeah i he's one of my favorite demons so far in the series um i even like like god there's like a lot of like demons i really liked even in the the actual anime demon slayer i liked um the one where they went to the city and they used the the balls and the arrows <laughs> that was really nice yeah i liked how the arrow guy whenever he was dead and he was about to pass out oh, he, he was still oh I, I, I didn't remember like just kept like fucking shit up was just like i'm gonna launch you so high up into the air oh yeah, yeah that is arrow guy yeah yeah he's just like i gotta use something i gotta use a technique yeah yeah god yeah there's some great moments in a lot of these fights but uh um Hollow says if you think about it Rengoku was exhausted from saving everyone on the train and battling Inmu and he was still able to go toe to toe with Akaza who may have survived had he been at full power I literally have that exact same thing down in my notes Rengoku is such a fucking badass god he is like he's yeah is, I he's great I, I wish he I wish he could have done it I know I he could have pulled off the impossible. Like I was cheering for him the whole time. I was like, "You almost got him! All of a sudden, it's coming up! Oh, you got a giant <laughs> hole, but just keep it going somehow." Yeah, like that. That the fight to me just is is just perfected when he is just impaled by Akaza, and he will not give up any is trying everything in his power. He's going to die at this point. So he's, so like, he's probably just like, fuck it. I'm just going to try my, my hardest to try to decapitate him. And he's got his like sword in his neck and he's like halfway through and he's almost got him and the sun's coming up and it's just creates this really awesome tension between the two in this fight. It's just very, very interesting, unbelievable stuff. I agree. I agree. Well, Graf says the Don't... fact Akaza kept bringing up his strength and urging him to become a demon wasn't just random talk. He recognized Rengoku as being the pinnacle of human strength. Yeah, he's freaking ridiculously strong. <laughs> Bill said he's like evil Goku. <laughs> oh my god. That's a Listen. good way to. That's an interesting way to put it, but it's true because Goku loves fighting. You know, uh, Akaza loves fighting. You know, they could be really good friends if they were to ever like meet each other in combined realms or alternate realities. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, there's just so much cool stuff about this. Like. The only way he's able to get away is he rips off his own hands because he he impaled Rengoku and I guess like he's I don't even know how this works but like he can't get his hand out of him no matter how hard he tries I guess he's just got impressive pec muscles that I I think he was I don't know it was maybe the technique that he showed Tanjiro earlier about oh, stopping yeah. the bleeding Maybe that's probably it, had it. Something to do with that. Yeah, that's what I think it was. That, that's that's a good catch, EA. Holy crap. I didn't even think yeah. about that. I get it right every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's his name? Rengoku? 
Okay, there we go. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I, I at least attempt to make it, you know, if I've been watching a show nonstop all the way up until the movie, I try to make sure I know the names. ReZero, on the other hand, uh, I know there's <laughs> Nutella. I, I know that. Nutella. <laughs> oh, uh, Silent Wolf said, if Rengoku became a demon, he would easily topple all the upper moon. Uh, and I wow. think that's that was very interesting because as he was trying to like beg him to become a demon, like there were multiple times throughout this where I was like, is he actually going to do it? Because if he did, that would be like, I'm not a demon slayer aficionado, but even I knew immediately like this guy would be like tops of the top, you know? Yeah, um, yeah he would be very strong indeed. Yeah, and, and um, even Bill says that would be a, a, a cool, a cool twist. But uh, I'm, I'm also kind of, I'm in a sense glad they didn't because I think if they did, like it, nobody would kind of stand a chance. I think, like it would be, like like Tanjiro would have to. It'd be like Naruto levels of power scaling. Like it would just be bonkers. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. Holographic says the scene where Akaza realizes he can't move his arm when he stabs through Rengoku was a major tipping point. Akaza felt legitimate fear that his life was in danger. I thought Rengoku was going to win. Yeah, and the sun was coming up too, so he was he was about to get burnt and crispy. Yeah, and I, and I think the way that they made these fights, and I think why I like the fight so much more, is because of that sense of like a scale that's tipping all the time it's leveled it's balanced at all times and you don't know who's going to win a fight or not and that's what the, i think that's what this film did the best and especially with rengoku and ikaza because we have like stakes with tanjiro he's the main character but we don't with people like rengoku and ikaza so whoever wins like it's it's very important it's 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 and that net creates stakes for these fights, so much, like that that are way more legitimate, I think. Yeah, I uh, can't argue that 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 I, I definitely I definitely thought it was going to be Rengoku the whole time. I think it was definitely a shock to me when it wasn't. I was legit just like, "Are you kidding me?" After all that, and then even Tanjiro was after he threw his sword, was pissed off and screaming that, just telling him, he won, you lost, you can't say <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he breaks off, he runs away into the forest because of the sun that's coming out. And Tanjiro, I think he has a broken leg as well, maybe a broken arm, I forget. <laughs> He's just he's got, running. He's got some uh, broken stuff going on. Like yeah, a stab he, he, wound. He's for sure got broken ribs, which I think is what makes this all the more impressive. I've never had broken ribs. I don't know if you have EA, but it's not fun. No. You can't move if you have broken ribs. Like you can't breathe. Like breathing hurts if you have a broken rib. So he like gets up and he takes his sword and he throws it. At a casa, it and I, it just starts screaming at him like, like they're cowards for, 
running away and that they're not weak and that they're they're just humans and they always have the advantage because they're fighting at night. And I thought, I thought that moment is is like what really really sold me, like on this movie being as good as it was, because it was it was just perfect, like yeah. that that whole scene. And it was it was it was equal equal moments badass, but as well equally just really emotional. Right. Yeah, that was that was really really cool. I uh, I think at that moment that's when I knew. Well, Rengoku's gonna bite it. <laughs> he's he's uh he's he's a downer. He's a downer. He's a goner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that was that was really cool though. Yeah, great stuff. Honestly, like really amazing stuff. As well, once again. I want to remind you, we're at 33 concurrent, which is the highest so far on this stream. If you haven't already, be sure to like the stream, share it out with your friends. We're we almost towards the end. So if we could make that push for maybe 50 likes, that's just seven more likes, I would love you all. Um, so Rengoku's final speech had me in tears. I literally watched, rewatched this final scene just to take notes on it before this podcast and I learned, I was crying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm doing that a lot lately. I don't know why I'm crying have, so much. Do you, but... a, do you have a bunch of puffy eyes? Now? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like legit. It, it was such an inspiring scene and because of how inspiring it was and the context and, you know, like this character is about to die. It just made it so just sad and emotional. What did you think? Uh, I, I'm weird when it comes to things like I, I know that the scenes are sad, but I haven't cried in an anime in a good while. Uh, I can't even remember the last time I did. That's not to say I didn't find it emotional and got me a little teary eyed because it did. But I don't know. Maybe it's just the whole man bravado or whatever. I have to. I, I can't cry. My girl's right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we I hit fifty-two likes. Thank you, everybody. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. But uh, but no, it it was really sad and it really was emotional and I got the little crocodile tears and I was welling up a little bit. So I was just like. Okay, <clears throat> let's, let's keep this going. <laughs> Clear his throat. I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. It's just these damn allergies, man. I tell you, it's gonna be the death of me. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 yeah, it was. I guess you could say it was just bittersweet because, like, we just got to know this. That's not to say we didn't know him in in the show, like in the regular series. It's yeah. just I feel like we got to know him a lot more in the movie. And then before you know it, he's dead. Right. And I think that's what really got me going. No, we just got to know this guy. How can you, how can you take him away when we see how cool he is? It's just, Oh, that just got me going. And, uh, like I think the part afterwards where the crows 
literally are telling all the other Hashiras of his death was also really, you know, everyone had a different reaction to it. You know, people were depressed, some people were pissed. That was really, you know, I guess you could say the icing on the cake too, because now one of theirs is dead. How is everyone else going to react knowing that the higher, what are they called? The higher tiers, the high moons? Yeah. How they're how they're going to react to like getting them? Like, are they gonna go charging full long, just take out these mothers? Or I don't know. It's just, it's just. It really has me in high hopes to see what's gonna happen in when season two drops. Yeah, it seems like with Rengoku's death, the the playing field for demons versus humans and, and the demon core has been significantly altered. And I think because of that, people like Tanjiro and Nezuko and Zenitsu and Inosuke, they've just become more important than they ever have towards the overall plot outside of, you know, their own little bubble. So I think now because of that, I think they're going to be forced into situations that they normally probably would maybe have help in otherwise or would be would have been solved by Rengoku in the past. So mm-hmm. his death is going to have a lot of ramifications on the story. I, I can almost immediately already tell you that. And, and that is the one thing that I think is important in all deaths is that like Rengoku isn't just going to die and die. Like he's going to die and his death is going to have an effect. Um, so I, I, I'm really excited to see what that effect is. I really like yeah. his final speech to Tanjiro because I like when in scenes like this, it has a really positive message as my alarm goes off. Um, <laughs> Wake up. Because <laughs> um, I think it's important to, when you have a speech like this, not make it something that doesn't ring true, rather to have something that has some type of valuable lesson that that you can apply to your own life because I think that makes in turn a character's death more human and more grounded not like in my final moments you must get the the device and save the world for me like that's not that's not a cool death that's just kind of you just died because you needed like an emotional moment right um this is different I actually wrote down what he said because it was, I was crying during it, so my well, please is don't cry whenever you you read it, okay? <laughs> I may. That's all. That's um, all we need is for. <laughs> can we get some donos if he cries? <laughs> yeah, can we get donos if I cry? <laughs> 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 can, can we get money to make me cry? <laughs> it, it it brings the it brings the whole uh. The the saying I cry into perspective. <laughs> I cry, <laughs> I cry nine ninety nine. <laughs> if you are, he says, uh, if you are feeling disheartened that you are somehow not enough, set your heart ablaze, dry your tears. You may feel like you're digging, you may feel like digging your heels in, but the flow of um, of tears. time waits for no one. And I thought that was really cool because it's a it's a very it's true. Like it's it's a yeah. Everyone can apply that to their life. Like it really is. 
like if you're feeling disheartened and not feeling enough then then don't just sit around and wait for something to come by and solve your issue get out there and and take life by the horns and do your own thing and try your best to move forward as much as you can that's what that's saying that's what he's trying to say mm-hmm. and that you can like you can apply that to, to everyone's life everybody feels like this sometimes everybody feels down sometimes and um it's just a it's just a, a great speech do you need a hug i need a hug i need a hug yeah all right all right bring it in <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and that's uh, really that's why rengoku is my favorite character is probably because of this speech yeah it was a really powerful speech and how he his final i guess you could say his final thoughts and and his his vision or whatever was seeing his mother yeah and uh milf well <laughs> I, how'd i know you were gonna say that <laughs> come on it's a freaking sad touching moment and then you you know you're just like as you're wiping away the tears from your face you're like oh, damn she's a milf <laughs> <laughs> that brought you back to life you're just like oh hey <laughs> Let me wipe away these tears. Hello, mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my happened. God. Oh, my God. Holo donated $9. To, he says, set your heart ablaze. So we got to break out the weed. No, Is that what he's saying? I, I, what he's saying? I, set I, your no, heart ablaze? I, I, I don't think that's what he means at all. I don't think it's about, you know, smoking on that kush. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's about what you about what he said when he died. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying before the MILF talk was his last vision was that of his mother and his mother was saying well, he asked for approval basically. It's like, I did I did well, didn't I? And she's yeah. like, "Yep. You did very well." Oh and my god. Was, and then he died that with was a smile. His, right, right. That was <sighs> his you know, his, his letting go, so to Dude. speak, you know, passing on. That that was it. Dude, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah, uh. yeah, that was that was great. And then, how does it end? I mean, I know we get the the crow talking it up with all the other uh, all the other Hashiras, but then I can't remember what else happens. Like, what what happens at the very end? Like well, they did, they're go, they're going on to their next assignment. Yeah, they're right? going on to their next assignment. Yeah, which is, by the way, who I don't know who did the music for this. I think it's Yuki Kajira. Amazing, absolutely amazing. The music in this film is amazing. Um, but what I think is really cool is at moments after he dies, um, the kind of the sobering voice out of all of them is the most cartoonish character and that's Inosuke and he he says he says probably one of the best lines because Tanjiro says he feels frustrated because as soon as he gets over a hurdle there's another wall and and behind that wall is his friends and he can't do anything to get over this wall Um, and Inosuke says at the very end like his last line uh, (laughs) he 
Shut up. <laughs> yeah. He says, he says, come on, let's go train our asses off. <laughs> <laughs> and be stronger than we know we could be. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I think, uh, and I never thought I'd ever say this. I think Inusuke is coming, becoming one of my favorites in Demon Slayer. I know. Same. I, if you would have told that to me back when the show first came out, I you I would have laughed your ass off, my ass off saying I'm never gonna say that, dude. Never say never. Remember, remember, like, like a couple months ago when I was like, "Hey guys, maybe we should just not do Shonen Weekly, instead do it in like like how we do this," because the last two podcasts we did like this on JJK and and this movie, like we've liked it. Yeah. Whereas all of the shonen we've watched weekly, outside of maybe Vinland Saga or something, we've killed and hated. So Yeah. Like Vinland Saga, Carol and Tuesday, and maybe even Shield Hero was really the only ones where we stuck with it. And Shield Hero is only by a little bit because you were like, Oh please, please, please. <laughs> yeah, I begged. <laughs> you were begging to keep it on. Um just some Final stuff before we wrap it up. Once again, if you haven't already, be sure to give this podcast a like. We're two likes away from 60 likes. Share it out with your friends. Um, helps, uh, you know, get the show out there to other people. Um, just some final notes. Um, uh, Rengoku tells Tanjiro to visit his home. And he notes that there yeah. are notes left by the previous Flame Hashira. And the, um, I can't read this, the Hinokami Katara? Was there? <laughs> I was crying during this EA. Is it all smudged? <laughs> it is. Like, I should dried up paper. What the hell? <laughs> I should post a picture of this to Twitter. It's terrible. Um, uh, he also tells um, he tells Tanjiro to tell Shinjiro, his younger brother, to follow his heart and as well his father to look after himself, but. A really cool, I think, kind of like just a cool moment in general, honestly, is he says to Ta- to Tanjiro that he believes in Nezuko and that she is a member of the Demon Slayer Corps. And I thought that was a really cool moment because... Yeah. <sighs> that was cool. Yeah. She doesn't say any fucking words, but she's a member. Yep, yep, yep. It's um it's a it's a great it's a great film. If you guys mm-hmm. haven't went out to uh to watch it yet, you definitely should. So uh EA, where can they find you? You can find me at Everything Animated. Uh the cool one with the awesome face and my, you know, the the, the where I look like Goku and I'm powering up. I do a weekly podcast. Not just with KOA, but with Rising Sun Reviews, where we talk about My Hero Academia, the current season right now, so season five. We'll be talking about it sometime this weekend, because I think he's back from vacation, so this ought to be fun. Mm-hmm. I have I have a Twitch, KillerZeke87. I do a weekly, and I'm trying to do more streams over there. I do a community stream on Sundays. And uh, I play all kinds of games. I'm going to try to play the new Pokemon Snap. Oh, hell yeah. 
Yeah, because I heard it's uh, it's not that long as far as gameplay. It's literally only 10, 15 hours, which, you know, buying a new game for that much, eh, a little pricey. So I'm actually renting it instead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So so I'm just going to rent it. You know, I'm, I'm game flying that shit. And I'm going to play that. So come on over, see me catch some wild Pokemons. And I have uh, I have a freaking uh, channel with my girlfriend called All Elite Couple where we do reactions, reviews. We talk about All Elite Wrestling and wrestling in general. And we are five away from 200 subscribers. <gasps> Please check us out. Well, Thanks, everybody, for coming out to the podcast. Much appreciated this afternoon. I'm going to have a video out on 86 along with this podcast. So two videos as well. Um, be sure to uh, check out Satsuki. He's the other member of this podcast. He was not on because he doesn't watch movies. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for getting this podcast to 60 likes. Once again, if you haven't already, be sure to share it out. That's how we get the podcast to other people. And uh, we appreciate you. We'll see you Monday on the 100th episode of the King of Anime podcast. Oh, my God. Thanks, everybody, for watching. See you later. Bye-bye. Later.